You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to Behind the Influence, a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. There was this big scandal where I can't sing and all this stuff, and it forced me to write my best song yet. Congratulations to Gabby Hanna. You ended up hitting number one and two at the top of U.S. iTunes Music. It doesn't sound like a real story. People always say to me, like, oh, there's no way this stuff happens to you. I thought it was I think smart, but I instantly lost 15,000 subscribers within an hour, so... Nobody liked it. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. The term influencer, you clearly oh, I hate that word. I it's do too. So bad. I do too. And so I created a show called The Influence. <laughs> <laughs> so you you are considered an influencer. How do you feel being put in that? I mean, obviously you have so many talents. I guess to me the word just sounds kind of weird, but it, it just comes down to semantics and whatever. If you want to mm-hmm. call me that, that's fine. But when you put it into perspective of what it actually means is somebody who influences people, it's kind of scary. Because I never looked at my as somebody who's like, I'm going to influence the youth of our generation. And that is terrifying because I'm not <laughs> that person who should be probably. Well, I mean, you have 6.5 million subscribers, if yes. not more on YouTube. And then you have almost 4 million followers. Yes. You I did have 4 million at one point. And then Instagram did their sweep. And then I was yeah. a meme. And then I lost a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the meme happened. Yes. Yeah, but still. So 6.5 million subscribers on YouTube, almost 4 million on Instagram you have influence. Yes. So that's a huge responsibility. You have a lot of people checking up on you every day. Some people are diehard fans. Some people, as we were discussing right before the interview, are probably just looking to see when they can just swoop in and cause some problems. Yeah, sometimes. But also, if there's somebody who cares enough about me to follow me because they hate me and they want to see if I'm going to say or do something dumb, then, I mean, they're still a fan. Actually, you probably have way more than 6.5 million subscribers because, you know, people watch the videos and just don't subscribe. Yeah, I actually thought about that the other day because I was trying to think about how many people in the world don't know me yet because obviously it's a massive number of people who don't know me. But then I was like, well, 
6.5, probably only about one to 10% of people who've seen me subscribe. So that's scary too, to think about how many people have seen you in passing. And that's not even including like uploaded content that Facebook pages have taken my compilations and put them and those have a hundred million views. And that's just people that that's, have no idea who I am. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. And weird and gross. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. so, so on the topic of scary, Sorry. you have all these people with their eyeballs on you. Have mm -hmm. you ever had a situation that has actually been scary with a fan? Yeah, I actually currently have a stalker, which I guess I shouldn't say too much about because we I don't apologize. want to exacerbate. Gabby, but... I didn't mean to show up <laughs> at your house. On <laughs> I can't believe you started this whole podcast <laughs> just, just to, to get, get me on. <laughs> this is unreal. I've never been in a situation. No, I actually have been in a situation where I felt really actually scared and I had to get um, a security guard to follow me around while I was in New York. It was the first time I was in New York for MTV and there was somebody. Can we swear on here? What's the. I think we can. Let me get some clearance. Okay, because yep. he was saying he some fly. really vulgar stuff, saying like, next time you're in New York, you better beef up your security because you will be dead next time I see you. And then talking about like burying up my dead grandma and like fucking her skull and like, what? like killing and raping my baby sister. Like it was dark. And I this was right after the Vegas shootings. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in Times Square. And this guy is telling me I need to beef up my security and he's going to kill me. And he's clearly very angry. So that was really scary. Like walking around in New York that weekend. I had my eyes peeled and then my phone got hacked that same weekend like drastically hacked like they stole my phone number put their sim card on their phone so I lost my phone number so they were getting all my two-step verifications and no. I was like is this the same guy is this the attack was it the same guy no it was Thank just a uh, very harmless oh hacker God. yeah so everyone always puts digital personalities in one box and then traditional celebrities like a Tom Cruise in a different mm -hmm. box you guys probably have I mean you definitely do their statistics have more fans than a lot of these traditional celebrities and also there's this other layer of people they have more access to you guys because yeah. a lot of you especially you you're very real on there you let people into your real lives so now all of a sudden if you do have a sick grandma or you have like a little brother or whatever it is they know their names they know yeah they're very invested yeah and they know details that maybe you wouldn't know about you know a naomi watts or something like that who chooses yeah. to put nothing out there yeah do you have to guard and shield certain elements of your life just to protect your family? Absolutely. A lot of people ask me because I kind of allude a lot to some of the stuff that I write about with my childhood and my parents and my relationship with my family and people really want details like what happened to you? I'm open about my mental illness and see PTSD and anxiety and stuff like that. So people want to know like what is your PTSD from? And it's like I can't share that much. I would but it's not just my story. So people need to realize that people in my life aren't just an extension of me. They are their own person and other people share that story with me. So I can't tell my story without also exposing the personal lives of my siblings and my family and my aunts and my uncles. And that's not fair to them. And then also if I'm dating somebody, I'm very very careful to keep it under wraps because if something goes wrong, I don't want them to get hate. I don't want to have to deal with a breakup publicly. So very personal things I keep to myself. But if it has to do with me and me only, I'm pretty open about it. Yeah, I noticed on your Instagram, and I think this is a smart business move. It's a lot of you mm -hmm. and less about, oh, I'm hanging out with this person at this time and here I am with whoever. And that's probably a part of your safety measure and just like protecting yeah the people in your life because they didn't sign up for this, right? Yeah, and a lot of them are cool with it. Like my friend Irene, my friend Taylor, my very best friends I'll post. As far as posting like when I'm hanging out with other YouTubers or celebrities, I never post that because I don't want that to be, oh, that's the girl who is hanging out with that person or I like to keep my relationships authentic too. So when you're hanging out with other influencers or YouTubers and then it becomes a thing about posting about hanging out with each other, mm -hmm. that's when you start to lose sight of 
is this person my friend or is this just a business transaction? So I actually have a lot of really close friends in the YouTube world because we understand each other in a way that nobody else can. I'm just not posting about it. So people think that I'm not hanging out with these people, but I am. <laughs> you see distinct groups that always collaborate with each other and certain yeah. people that always do. As you said, you do have a lot in common with the the people that are doing the same thing as you. But is it hard to say we're just friends right now because we're collaborating and we're helping each other grow? Or is this a real friendship? Has there ever been a gray area for you where it's been kind of tricky? For sure. Especially when you kind of bring each other up or you kind of met on that foundation. It is for me personally. I don't know if it is for everybody, but then I've also seen a lot of situations where I've heard one person say like, oh, this is my best friend. And then that person goes, no, we just work together. My mental state isn't strong enough for that with my feelings of like connections and rejection and love and stuff. I just need to. But I'm sure other people can handle it just fine. And some people are OK with just hanging out for business reasons. It's just whatever you can handle. Yeah, it's crazy. And do you notice there's a clickiness in the YouTube space? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I, as a, you know, I've worked on YouTube platforms. I don't know if you've heard of Clever TV, but oh, that's yeah. like where I got my start. We're working as a network, but we're not individuals trying to get more followers and get more views. And you hear right. all these stories about, you know, people that were once friends and then this person got more followers and then there was jealousy and there's like all this random stuff that happens. Yeah. And it seems like clicks are always shifting in the YouTube Yeah, space. I mean, I'll be the first to say that in the beginning, I definitely dealt with that too because it's so hard when, say, like you're the person who everyone's like, oh my God, I want to be that person's friend. And then they start to get bigger than you. Of course, you're going to feel some type of jealousy until you learn how to check yourself and balance that. And then of course, you're happy for your friends. But then there's like, oh, well, they got that brand deal over me or YouTube is recommending them over me now. And that's why I like to keep it separate because I found myself getting jealous of people and resenting, helping and just... It's an ugly place to be. And I was an ugly person at that time. It's like four or five years ago. But I see a lot of people now not being able to check themselves and recognize themselves and then trying to bury each other because of those things. It honestly is so scary. And that's why I'm so excited to get more into music and other right. projects because YouTube causes me so much anxiety. Me too. <laughs> and I'm not even a YouTuber. I go on yeah. YouTube and it's like my response to so-and-so. And I'm just, oh God, yeah, I, I and get so stressed out. I think the thing that is the worst about YouTube now and just the culture in general is I've never in my life seen so many people celebrate the destruction and downfall of people, whether you think somebody did something awful or not. When I see people doing live streams of people losing subscribers and making memes of everybody celebrating that people are losing subscribers, it's like this is somebody's life. This is somebody's career, whether you're 15, 30, 50, I don't know how, whatever, the rest of your life, this is going to follow them. And I don't think anybody deserves the amount of hate from millions and millions and millions of people. And no matter what you call it, it is bullying. Whether 100%. you think that person deserves what they're getting or not, then sit back and say, you know what? This person deserves to lose their subscribers. Fine. But to get online and make videos, putting their faces a thumbnail, putting memes next to them, making full videos saying how they're a horrible person and like laughing at, and showing their social blade. It's disgusting. And I just can't like... Ugh, I, I just can't get behind it. And maybe that's just me, but I just wish that the world was a little bit more compassionate for people, even people that they believe deserve punishment. It makes me sad because I remember when YouTube was first popping off 10 years ago, this was not a part of the culture at all. No, it was very much about bringing each other up. Exactly. It yeah. was all about collaborations and YouTube just felt like a happy space. Yeah, it was. And now it kind of feels petty and juvenile and, and toxic and toxic. And it makes yeah. me really sad because I think the focus has gone away from creating really good content. Two years ago, it became about stupid pranks, clickbait. And now it's mm -hmm. just gotten to a point where it's just 
mean and bullying yeah the content that gets shared is the stuff that's making fun of people like whenever the whole monster meme thing happened where everybody was just making fun of me because of a clip in one interview which was explained very like <laughs> you, you. <laughs> but, but there was a logical explanation for exactly everything that Thanks. happened but regardless of whether or not i hit the note i didn't hit the note i can sing i can't sing whatever there were these channels who are making videos who are like get a hundred thousand views a video maybe yeah. and they were making these hate videos about me where they're saying i just can't sing and then making up musical terms that don't exist and then those videos are getting three million views on this channel that gets not that many views so then that gets shared over and over and over and everybody's rallying in that but then the same people once i put out medicate were making videos being like this song's amazing like i think she's an actual artist and she really found her voice and those have a hundred thousand views again so nobody cares if somebody's doing great nobody cares if somebody's success seeding or creating something beautiful they just want to join in on hating and i don't know where that came from it's a toxic mentality but i think people like to see people who have it all have a bad day and i think people thrive off of watching a train wreck you yeah know, it's it's a weird yeah. thing it's not even just watching a train wreck at this point though it's celebrating a train wreck that's what's so scary it's really really scary and those people who are posting those videos are getting celebrated for it so what are they going to do they're going to continue to find things exactly why do you think that happened? Like, it feels like know. a trend that's very new. I what think so, too. And that's what I've been trying to figure out, because I don't know if it's just like who I am as a person. I don't want to see anybody upset, whether you fucked up really bad or not. Like when James Charles, like even when everything looked the worst for him, when I was like watching him be destroyed, I was just like, OK, if all of these allegations are true, that's horrible and he needs to be punished. And like you can remove your support. But why do you have to make a million videos about it? Why do you have to like try to rally the troops to everybody attack this person? To me, I just don't get it. Like uh, where did it come from? I think it's a lot of people who have time on their hands. Oh, oh this well, is yeah. happening. You know, that's that's a definite thing. Nobody's ever really publicly aired their grievances the way that people so freely air their grievances now. Because before that, it's like, oh, I'm not friends with this person anymore. I'm just going to stop filming with them. People are going to ask questions and that's my business. I'm going to answer it. But now it's people coming out being like, these are everything that I don't like about this person. And then people have the opportunity to take a side. And then it's a fun game because that is kind of human nature is just to find your wolf pack and the strongest survive and we naturally gravitate into clicks on platforms of 16 and a half million people james had now there's very public all right what team are you on it's so weird the wave that it went on from tati being like i need to get this off my chest to him responding mm -hmm. to other youtubers taking sides i genuinely felt bad for him i feel bad for everybody involved so do i because the thing is i love tati yeah. i think she's an am am amazing person. She's always been so kind to me. When I went to her launch party for Halo Beauty, she was giving her speech about her product and she stopped her speech to be like, and I just want to like talk about Gabby and her music and I'm so proud of her. I'm like, this is unreal. This is your moment. This is your event. These people are here for you and you're talking about my music. So I love Tati and I don't really have an opinion because I know there's so much information that's not out and I know there's so many feelings involved. Okay, James Charles in one day lost a million subscribers that is one sixteenth of his audience he lost in one day and then he put out a video and he gained a million subscribers back and to me it's just like how can you guys flip-flop your opinion so it's easy that you're scary. literally just clicking i support he's canceled just kidding he's not and i'm like guys come on at least have an opinion don't just follow what everybody's telling you to do because that's what it comes down to is just this herd mentality of i want to do what's cool and right now it's cool to hate james right now it's cool to hate tati right now it's cool to hate jeffrey and it's just just support who you want 
and then be quiet about it, in my opinion. Does that scare you? Because you've always been super authentic. You even recently changed your name. So you Mm -hmm. were the Gabby show and now you're just Gabby Hanna, which is who you are. Yes. Does that scare you now just looking back? Because I know a couple years ago, like when I was younger, I might have said stupid shit or like text message somebody stupid. In my in the back of my head, and I have so many eyeballs on me, I might worry, is somebody gonna share a screenshot? Is somebody gonna Yeah Do you worry about that? Sometimes because there's definitely plenty of drunk college things that could come up or for everyone, by yeah, the way. I'm not worried about anything like really serious coming out because I don't think I've ever said or done anything that I'd be like, if that comes out, my career is over. Right. But who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess when it comes, it'll come. But um, even if something surfaced that I don't even know exists, I would just be like, you know what? I was a very different person and hope that people forgive me. understand that some people won't. But I also think there's something very toxic and dangerous about pulling things up from years and years and years ago and expecting that person to still be that person but also like demanding apologies for it but then even if they do apologize for it saying well you said it in 2012 so you still mean it and that happened with Shane Dawson it happens with everybody it happens, it with, happens with Kevin Hart Kevin it Hart, happens exactly. with literally everybody and at the end of the day we've all done asshole shit yeah I heard <laughs> Chris D'Elia say something it wasn't him but he was quoting somebody else and it was uh you've already done the thing that's going to destroy you and I think about that all the time that's, it's like well I can't change it right. worrying just means you suffered twice so I'm just gonna Exactly. (laughs) And I think you're in a fortunate position that your fan base is pretty loyal to you and they have been from the beginning, would you say? Yeah, a lot of them, obviously. But of course, whenever it was cool and trendy to hate on me, I also lost a lot of people. And I still see a lot of ramifications from that where like if I upload, I'll still lose subscribers as soon as I upload just because people are like, oh, I forgot I I subscribed to her and they unsubscribe because they just remember seeing my face as a thumbnail of so many like drama and hate videos. So now to them, I'm just that person. So we've discussed James and, you know, Tati, but when you're on the receiving end of it, Mm -hmm. how do you because I'm a very sensitive person. I like somebody looks at me the wrong way and I'm like, what can I do to make them like me? I I just want to always I just want positive vibes around me always. How do you not allow that to just ruin your day, your week, your month? How it did you? ruin my day, my week, my month. I was it was the hardest. I mean, I've been through different situations like this, but that last one was the first time I'd ever seen subscriber loss and people. So for people really who don't know what me. we're talking about, the monster meme. Yeah, but then wanna... it became more from that. So it started with I did an interview with Genius, and then they did some weird cut with the audio, and then people made it into a meme where you were singing. Yeah, You're, I was a singing. song that I actually really like. Thank by you. The way. I still love that song. I'll always love that. I song. love that. Song. <laughs> yeah, it's but very real. It, it just got memed over and over and over. It went insanely viral, which. Mm-hmm. But fine. I think there's funnier memes. <laughs> like there were some that were like so genuinely hilarious. And then some were just like, I'm like, how does this have this many views? I'm confused. But um, yeah, so it was fine. And it was just a joke. But then once my face became clickable, then it became people starting rumors and pulling things up where I'm bullying my fans. I'm scamming my fans. I am capitalizing on mental illness for my own profit. And I don't actually care about depression. I just talk about it for money to scam my young, vulnerable fans. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Like you guys loved me in August. In August, everybody was rallying behind me because I was the underdog who had the number one song on iTunes and number two at the same time. It was like massive. And then I got a little bit too big and then people wanted to tear me down. So then your face is clickable and now it's just, what story can I spin with her? And I hear my name coming up in context that I don't even belong in, but they know that if they say my name, they can put it in a thumbnail. You know, on one hand, I really am that bitch, huh? But second, like on the other hand, 
come on, like I'm a human and let me live. <laughs> but so how, it pushed but, me. You know, there are YouTubers or digital personalities who do use certain things to get clout or followers and yeah. clickbait. You're not one of those people, but there's a reason why people probably made up in their heads that a lot of this stuff was for you to gain sympathy or whatever it is, because I'm yeah. sure there are people who do that. Yeah, it wasn't even to gain sympathy. They were saying that I was doing it just for money. And people yeah. will say everyone's doing stuff for money. And you don't seem like the type of person who's done that. I've talked about my like mental illness stuff since the beginning of my channel. Like people were saying that I was just hopping on a trend and I'm like, just search, search my channel. That's right. all you have to do. And then. So then how know. do you get past a bad day like that? So I, I was just thinking about James Charles waking up to that video. Mm -hmm. When you wake up and your phone's blowing up and people are saying to you, this thing is going viral. It's about you. Mm hmm. I would have a panic attack. I mean, I, I had many. <laughs> how do you how do you one survive that and two go back to business as usual when something like that happens? Because I would be super. Yeah, it would be discouraging for me. Well, it takes time for sure. The thing that got me through it was I most of my best friends are outside of the internet, so they're people who aren't internet people, and then they kind of ground me because when you're so absorbed into the internet you think that's the universe this is what everybody in the universe thinks about me this is what the entire world thinks about me and then my 28 year old yoga instructor friends are like nobody cares <laughs> like you're in a very it's niche a bubble. community it's a bubble we're in the real world everyone in your real life loves you you have so many real friends who know that you're an amazing friend and a genuine person why do you care what these strangers on the internet are saying which does help but then it's also frustrating because i'm like yeah but this is also my career and my right. career is my reputation. So if my reputation is that I'm a scammer or a bully or all of these other things, like the bullying one was so insane because <laughs> like, nah, because <laughs> you kind of seem like the anti-bully, the yeah. one that wants to call out the bully, which so. is nuts because everybody in my real life, they say what the people on the Internet say about you is literally the antithesis of who you are. Like you would never do any of these things, but they're making you out to be this really manipulative person when I don't know how to be manipulative, which is probably a really manipulative thing to say. But I don't know, even the drama channels who were making videos of me that like got to know me in person and then they even said you are literally the opposite of what people are making you out to be and I'm like I know but if you're somebody who doesn't care to get to know me or actually watch my content before you make that assumption anyway you're probably not going to be a massive fan in the first place so it's not really a loss yeah and you probably knew that getting into the space anyway that this it comes with it right it comes with the territory honestly no you didn't. i well, didn't I expect guess, this <laughs> yeah especially youtube always felt like such a beautiful community to me and now it's just yeah. kind of it's a little toxic you've said in the past that you consider yourself an introvert yeah you're a lovely person you have great energy i mean you walked in and we hugged you're a very cool person thank you and i think a lot of youtubers are introverts yes why do you think that is i actually think a lot of youtubers become introverts ah interesting. yeah well a lot of them start off that way because i've always been shy mm -hmm. but it's when you start first First of all, exhausting so much energy for the public in very short periods of time. Like if you go on a tour and you meet, you know, 600 people a day for a month straight, you stop wanting to talk to people because that's what you do for a living. But also 
you start getting a little paranoid. Like if you're out in public and I'm at a bar and I know that a lot of my audience is over 21. So I know that there could be people watching. Right. And then just fearing judgment and then just having been attacked so many times, you start to feel more insecure and you start kind of hiding within yourself. I've always been shy, but I definitely got more shy and introverted after the internet. That's the thing about judging people online too, is you're just seeing these snippets of essentially a character that you're putting on because at the end of the day if I sat and did full-length YouTube videos at my regular energy level yeah a lot of a lot of people would like it I'm sure but not the amount of people who are like oh this is an interesting charismatic person because once you get to know me it's fun to sit and watch me be chill like that's what my patreon is is me just talking very normally to them mm-hmm. like this if you're trying to get people to remember you you can't just be a chill person so that takes us to the Gabby show you've been the Gabby show since the beginning of time I've been the Gabby show since my my sophomore year of college. So you've been the Gabby show. Yeah. And now the show, the show's over. <laughs> show's over. I changed it on my YouTube channel when I started doing music and my book because I wanted everything to be branded the same. But then I really went in and changed my handles and stuff. It was just because I didn't want to be associated with the person on Vine who was very just over the top and a character and was saying things for shock. And I don't know, I just felt like I changed so much as not only a creator, but as a person. And that era of my life of just wanting so desperately to get followers and I wanted people to see me and I wanted to make money. And it just that was a show. It wasn't who I am. And maybe it was at the time, but now well, you I were just so young. I mean, as a person, yeah. you're evolving naturally. And so yeah. your career is going to evolve and who you are as a personality online should evolve yeah. with the person who you are in real life. Right. Yeah. So- and that person just had a lot of walls up and defenses and was very aggressive and angry and I'm just not anymore. And I just wanted to kind of close that chapter and be me as an artist. And I also want people to recognize me when they go to my pages as like, oh, Gabby Hanna, the artist, not the Gabby show. Isn't that girl from Vine? And what would you say contributed to that evolution for you? Because a lot of people Mm. have a hard time evolving. So they'll stay in this like box that they may have been in five years ago. You've done a really good job of growing and having your fans grow with you. And now, as you said, you're growing into an artist and nobody's really pissed about it. Nobody's like, no, go back to being Gabby show. Like people are supporting the move. Yeah. Thank God. Um, I think it's honestly because of all of the really intense, very public situations that I've been in that kind of forced me to grow, you know, like you can't just kind of barrel through life being this egocentric, narcissistic person who always gets their way. And it's like, sometimes I feel as if the universe knows that I'm smart enough to understand the messages it's giving me. So it gives me extra messages. Mm. So if I get a little bit too big, the universe knocks me down and says, no, 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 you're too smart for that. And then it gives me these signs. And I just follow the signs of whenever something big happens to change. Like whenever the whole monster thing happened, I knew that that was the universe giving me a sign that I needed. I don't belong in YouTube anymore. This isn't my platform. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. And I was still doing really, really well and growing very quickly on YouTube. So the universe said, stop, why aren't you writing music? And why aren't you writing the music you're supposed to be writing? So there was this big scandal where I can't sing and all this stuff. And it forced me to write my best song yet at the time, which was Medicaid, which was very like respected. And a lot of people in the community talked about it as if like this, she's a real artist now. That's when people said that. And that song would have never happened if I wouldn't have been too hurt by YouTube to even open the app. I couldn't even open it because it was so painful. So I 
wrote. And then after I put that out, I said, why the fuck am I not writing music? And then I wrote a whole EP. And now here we are. <laughs> you wrote an entire EP. Did you do this all on your own? Yeah. Like the writing part. Because a lot of people have ghostwriters, obviously. No, I write my own music. I can't um, imagine singing somebody else's songs. I think some people are singers and I'm not the best singer, but I'm a really good writer. I, I listen to a few of your songs. You feel what you're saying and you know it's coming from Gabby. Thank you. Um, no, I don't I think, think I could do that if they weren't mine. And that translates. Is this an industry that scares you a bit yes going into it and <laughs> yeah. how did you get over that fear because you've you've done the youtube thing you've dominated i don't think you're gonna abandon it it doesn't sound no, like never. you are yeah but it seems like music is your calling and your path everyone who represents you people who make money off of your youtube videos how are they reacting nobody does i don't have management really oh my god i do everything myself yeah which I is not that i love not that for great. all of us <laughs> no. um, it's hard <laughs> What? Wait, hold on. We need you have no reps. So this is just um, Gabby wheeling and dealing. I I am with CAA and I have a manager who like lives in New York, but it's sort of on a like like my MTV deal. I knew I couldn't navigate that right. myself. Got it. But all of my digital is me. That's so amazing. That you don't have to go through a million approvals to put a video. Yeah, out. and it, I need to. I need to for sure. Um, yeah. Like I need to get to that place because I'm at the point where I'm exhausted and I can't keep negotiating brand deals on my own behalf. Yeah. This is gonna sound awful, but I need somebody to do my job better than I can, and I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, just really good at my job. <laughs> I don't think you'll have a hard time finding people who want that job. It's just a matter of who will be great. A lot of times, just with social influencers is they see it as a dollar sign where they kind of want to step in and they go, we know that she makes a lot of money and we're going to come in and we're going to take a cut and we're not going to work for her. So I'm very upfront in the beginning where I say, you're not getting a cut of my own relationships. You're not getting a cut of my channel. Bring me brand deals and you can get a massive chunk of that. But if you didn't find it, if you didn't negotiate it, if you didn't work for it, I'm not just going to pay you out of everything that I make because I've been building this platform on my own for five years. Exactly. And a lot of people right away are just like, well, I'm not cool with that. I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> That never made sense to me how people just want to swoop in once the deal's already there. But it's like, but I needed you to get the deal. It's a very new platform because the difference between, you know, mainstream celebrities and influencers for the most part is mainstream celebrities got there because other people got them there and influencers got it themselves. Mm -hmm. So th there, there hasn't been a way to navigate it yet where it's like, OK, we're going to work with these people. But obviously we didn't get him here so we don't get the everything. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. That wasn't a sentence. No, I'm sorry, I, everybody. I, I totally get what you're saying. A lot of people want to swoop in once you're already blown up and get a chunk of all the things you've yeah. worked for. But they don't make the connection that those things wouldn't exist had the brand not been building for five years. Yes. Six years, however long you've been doing it. Yeah. How do you decide what brands you're in line with? Are you super picky? With yeah, super, super picky. I get a lot of offers for like the detox teas, the lollipops, anything really that has to do with weight loss and health, I try to steer away from unless it's something like, I love drinking Hint water, for example. It's just a carbonated water that's naturally flavored. There's no calories, there's no preservatives, there's no added things. So that's something that I'd be comfortable promoting because it's something I drink regularly yeah. and it's not going to harm you in any way. Detox teas, lollipops, appetite suppressants, programs. I'm not really into anything like that. You've always been somebody who promotes like being happy with the body you've got and not 
trying to conform yeah. to any type of, so I don't even think that's even in line. Even if it was like the most non-harmful thing, I don't even think that's in line. Because I think a lot of influencers would do something that they didn't necessarily well, yeah, they're everywhere. Behind. I mean, this is the reason the whole James Charles problem like, occurred. Yeah, you that, know? Is tr- that is true Sugar bear well. hair, honey. Yeah, that is very true. So, In his defense on that, he did do the sleeping vitamins. However, like not the hair, skin and nails. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't like that he was promoting sleeping vitamins for anxiety to children i didn't think that was cool i don't know i'm fine with vitamins there's really not anything that shows that vitamins are going to hurt you but melatonin i don't consider a vitamin Um, i actually take melatonin sparingly like if i really can't relax and i really need to get to sleep i'll take melatonin but i wouldn't promote it to my followers as i get anxiety at night so i've been taking these gummies every night because that is dangerous because you need to be really careful with melatonin because your body can alter drastically like your brain chemistry can alter on melatonin so interesting yeah i'm learning lots over here you're like "Hmm." i really look into that stuff i got to the point and i take it sparingly where one gummy wasn't doing anything for me anymore and the person who recommended them to me said oh i'll take two and i was like well that sounds like a dangerous slope (laughs) to go down and then it's like and the bottle's gone every night yeah yeah no that's definitely uh, dangerous and yeah and it goes back to you having a responsibility because you do have young followers yeah so you have to be really picky and choosy with with the brands that you yeah I've turned out a lot that's what got me a lot when people were saying that I promoted a scam product just for money and I don't care about my followers because it's like I turned down so many brands and if I thought that it was a scam or I thought that it wasn't worthy of whatever amount you were spending on it I genuinely would not promote it. I don't know. I just, I genuinely give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So then I did a video, a get ready with me of doing my makeup with all of the products I've said no to. And then in it, I've also brought in a waist trainer that I wouldn't promote. I brought in all the teas that I didn't promote. I brought in I all like the products. I like this idea. I thought it was I think smart, but I instantly lost 15,000 subscribers within an hour. So nobody liked it. Really? Yeah. I Oops. wonder why. Um, because I was then, you know, now you're deflecting and you're not acknowledging uh. the problem and you're not even sorry for scamming your fans. But here's the thing also. So everybody in my real life, like adults were like, this is good. Post this. But then the internet said, you're deflecting. You're not taking responsibility. And then it became a meme because I said, you know, manage your expectations. So then people are just like, manage your expectations. Oh my God. Meme, where they like do the big M, little A, big N, little A. <laughs> <laughs> the, the SpongeBob meme. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Obviously, because of the platform that you've created for yourself, you have eyeballs when this EP releases. So yes. there's a lot of like beautiful benefits that have come with of course. the annoying shit. That- oh, there's way more beautiful benefits than there are negative. For yeah, sure. For sure. So you already have all these people ready for your EP, excited for your EP. What can they expect from your music? <sighs> is it going to be is it going to be the same type of music you've released in the past? Is there some evolution? I what hope there's evolution. I hope that there's always evolution in my work, but I would say that this is more so in the vein of Medicate, where it's not as punk. The first track is a little bit punk rocky. It's kind of Marina and the Diamonds vibes, actually, I would say. But it's kind of alternative pop, but it really tells a full cohesive story. And I sent it to a lot of my producer friends and writer friends and just general friends. And they said, this is a body of work. This tells a full story from beginning to end. And that is hard to do. And I'm so proud of you. And that is what I wanted to hear. Every song is connected. Every single song tells the story. And then I put interstitials of real voicemails of my ex and I crying to each other in between the tracks to lead into. So it's literally like, this is what happened. This is 
what we were saying to each other and then I wrote this song. This is what happened, this is what we said and then I wrote this song. I love this. Oh it's hard to listen to a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually crying. This it's is weird though because I'm like, I get numb to it a little bit because I'm like listening to my ex say, I'm sorry and I love you and then I'm listening to myself crying saying I'm so fucking exhausted and then to me it's like, oh, I'm creating art and then once it's finished and you're done working on it and then you listen to it back as a full body of work and the deadlines are over and everything it punches you in the mouth and you're just like oh my you're god you're like that really happened that really happened and my heart is broken oh <laughs> my god you gotta spiral again <laughs> oh wow that sounds like worth the wait wait this is out after this ep right because i want to tell a story so so, <laughs> so okay this actually we this will be this is a pre-recording uh -huh. so by the time this launches the EP's out, so dish it. Okay, so what, basically the story, and I literally just tell the story in the track A Perfect Day. It's called A True Story, literally, A Perfect Day, A True Story, where I was seeing this guy and we were super head over heels in love. And then we had this perfect day together. It could not be more perfect. And we were so connected and everything was beautiful. And then we took a shower and then he gets out and then I get out a minute later and I see I love you written in the steam on the mirror. And I thought he wrote it. Oh. And then... I noticed it was not his handwriting. It was definitely a female's handwriting. And then I said, did I write it? Because I thought, you know how it steams up again and you see the old writing that was there? Um, I'm on the edge of my seat. Basically, I walked out and I said, did you hook up with somebody else? And he said, no. And I said, who wrote I love you on the mirror? And then he said, another girl. And I said, when? And he said, a couple of days ago. <gasps> so it was horrible and it was heartbreaking and a Nicholas Sparks movie, let's be honest. So obviously I wrote it into a song <laughs> and then I wrote the EP off of that heartbreak. As I'm writing it, I'm, you know, it's a song that's literally telling the story of the moment that I found him sleeping with somebody else for months it was just oh this song this song is so good this music video is so good and then when it was finished I was like oh my god he slept with somebody else <laughs> it was so hard I can't believe that's how you found out and then the cover art too of the EP is the heart you written in the steam can you believe that that happened it doesn't sound like a real story and it, the thing, people always say to me like oh there's no way this stuff happens to you I'm like everything happens to me in a really dramatic you, you find poetic a thong, way you find a Something, no, a text no, no. message, esteemed I love you. Esteemed shower. So oh. that's that's the cover of the EP. And oh, that, I again, that. I became numb to that, too. Is that bad that I love that? No, it's, it's, it's like beautiful. I feel bad that I love it. But I forgot what it was for a minute. And then when you look at it again and you remember, you're like, oh. Oh, <laughs> how, how does the ex feel about this? Um, he's actually very, very supportive of it. On board? Um, he's very on board. He, I mean, he signed the release to have his voice on it because oh, his his voice and the males are on it. But then we did have a conversation recently where he finally said, like, how do you think it, I feel seeing your profile picture? And I see that, which, first of all, you did it. <laughs> but that it also hurt him. Like, he we made a mistake. Tag, you should tag. I said oh, we should tag like I'm a part of this. <laughs> We should tag the girl. I don't know her. I don't know who she is. Well, I didn't ask. Out. I'm not the bitch to ask. I'm going to find out. You are? You're going to find out. <laughs> I just don't want to know because once you find out, then you're just Top like priority. looking for her. No, no. You don't want to find out. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what she looks like. I don't want to judge, compare myself to her. I don't want to think, is she prettier than me? Does she have a better body than me? She's not prettier than you and she doesn't have a better body than you. <laughs> well, I mean, duh. 100%. <laughs> I will answer that right here. I just don't want any of that. Like, I don't even want to have the opportunity to go creep on her page. You know what I mean? I just don't want to know you. That's crazy, though. I love that you are using real life heartache and, oh, you know, for this album. And I think that really 
resonates with people when they listen to music. So my ex actually brought something up recently where he was like, because we um, we actually met online through comments on Facebook, which who the fuck does that anymore? We talked for three months before we met. And he'd been like in love with me that whole time, essentially. While we were joking about like music, I said, I need more music. Do you want to date and then break my heart real quick? So I have something to write about. And he brought it up recently. And he's like, that's haunted me for oh my seven God. months. You were like, I wasn't serious. <laughs> yeah, like, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when you win that Grammy, you can girl, thank them all. I cannot wait for my Grammy. handwriting girl. I'll thank you. Yeah, because I would have <laughs> found her by then. <laughs> I somehow get an interview with her. I'm like, so tell me. For the girl who slept with my boyfriend. <laughs> I, I also guess the reason she did it was because he had my card that I wrote him for Valentine's Day out still while she was there. And she Ooh. kept picking up and reading it. And then I guess she got jealous. Mm. So she wrote, I love you on the Do mirror. Do you think she planned this scandal moment? Like, Gabby's going to take a shower at some point. <laughs> I don't think that she thought that it would still show up i think that it probably i don't faded know before he i don't know saw we've it. all written in our showers before and, and knows it and comes it, back and it and it comes back well i don't know if she knew that we were still together well i'm saving this for my 2020 interview with her because <laughs> i've got questions <laughs> you yeah, see this the thing is i don't know what she thought like she might have thought like well why is your ex's valentine still out I, I don't know what she was told most importantly what was he thinking like biggest mistake of his life i don't think he cared to hide me from her I don't know. It's very so confusing. Weird. Yeah. So weird. But um, therapeutic, I'm assuming. Getting yeah. this album out. And of course. Uh, profitable. Profitable. Yeah. And... Monetize your heartbreak, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you win that Grammy, thank them all. Uh-huh. Is your YouTube going to be reflective of your music moving forward? Are we going to see a shift in the content that's on your YouTube now that this EP is coming um, out? I'm still probably going to keep a lot of, uh, obviously, music videos and stuff go up but I'm gonna keep the same type of vloggy content because that's why people followed me in the first place but I do have my Patreon for people who want exclusive music content okay. because I found that when I was posting it to my channels a lot of the comments were okay I'm happy you're doing you but I didn't subscribe for this and like I'm turning off your notifications because I don't care about this kind mm. of thing so I have my like private membership where the people who really want it can go and get it and then I love posting on there the community on there is so nice because haters don't pay to hate that's that's the thing. So everybody there is really loving and supportive. That's and I have true. like private chat rooms where they're all talking about, I think this lyric means this. I think that this is going to be on the EP. And it's just cool and fun. Oh, that must be so rewarding to it know really that is. you're doing something right and getting all this support from your true fans. I could literally talk to you for the next two hours. Unfortunately, we can't. <laughs> and, but you're going to have to come back. I'd and love to. When, you know, when you win the Grammy, don't forget us. I would never. I have your number. I'm I'll always going like, to remember bitch. you as the person who said I would win a Grammy. You're going to. Literally, uh, mark my words. Somebody keep this clip in the future. Somebody in the room. When I win a Grammy, I'm going to say thank you to iHeart and Tatiana. Oh. <laughs> and when I'm in the front row at the Grammy, I'll come up and I'll be like, so here, thank you guys. It's really because of me. <laughs> I'll take all the cred. Um, you deserve it. But yeah, so in closing, one piece of advice that you would give Gabby mm. 10 years ago. Oh, make your tragedies a work of art, baby. Just keep embracing that pain because it's going to be really helpful later <laughs> I think it's I think you're doing that right now that's what I'm and doing and it's working but I just wish she knew a little bit sooner I think that's everybody though mm -hmm. but yeah that's, that's a really good piece of advice and I guess I'll just ask one because I love advice 
piece of advice for somebody who wants to follow in your footsteps? Oh, just really just do you, you know, and be authentic, which is such a corny thing to say, but it's honestly so true. When you look at the people who really make a mark on society or art or culture, it's the people who are truly authentically themselves. And whether you make it big or you don't, you can be really proud of the stuff that you've created and you're going to touch somebody and just worry about that. Don't worry about the fame or the money. If, if it's meant to be, that'll happen. But if that's your focus, you'll never get there. Love it. Love it. Write a book next. <laughs> I have one. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's my poetry book, Adult Lessons, available now in uh, Barnes & Noble, Target. <laughs> I gotta go to Barnes & Noble. I would have brought you one. <laughs> okay, well. But yeah, make sure you come back every time you, you know, release a book, write a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like you're doing big things. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm excited to know you. <laughs> oh my God, you're so sweet. Tell them where they can find the EP. It's called Two-Way Mirror and it's everywhere. It's on every streaming platform and the music videos will be on my YouTube channel and just you'll find it. And we're going to be playing it on iHeart, right? Yes. Non-stop, right? <laughs> I rig the whole system. <laughs> I take credit for everything. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys had fun. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Behind the Influence is a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.